0: What's up? What's
3: up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I'll see
0: you
1: tomorrow night. Welcome in. It is episode number. I was trying to think of a good number that we could associate with Bruno San Martino, but I don't have it unfortunately. Uh, nineteen seventy
2: one was nineteen
1: episode number nineteen seventy one of Jobbing Out. I am Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and the Rolling Stone, and of course
0: the main event. Vent, vent, vent.
1: A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins. A uh, lot to do this week, boys. Obviously, we will talk about Bruno San Martino a little bit later on in the program. Uh, we will dive in in segment number one to everything that happened during the Superstar Shake-Up this past week. And uh, later on in the show, Tony Siobhan is going to join us, uh, of course. You it's em- going
2: to be the greatest show in the history right. of podcasts. You
1: remember Tony from his days at WCW, and uh, now he's with MLW. Um, I think he's still down in Atlanta, right? I think. Yeah,
2: he's with Gwinnett. He's doing the AAA for Oh is he really?
1: I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. I, when you say game, I actually didn't know what you were referring oh, to. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, he's been there for a while I think um,
1: on And he hosts I think a, a wrestling show on the CBS station in Atlanta as well. I think I think he actually does it with a guy that I know a little bit, which is kind of funny because I was like, "Wait, you do a radio show with Tony Jovan? What the hell?" Um but we'll talk to Tony a little bit later on in the program as well about MLW making uh, their TV de- debut, which is very cool. Uh, we like the MLW guys uh, a great deal. A lot of crossover between MLW and Defy, our friends out in Seattle. So uh, we're happy for them. Busy week in the world of uh, WWE. As I, and you, okay, I, I'm saying this, and I don't want to sound like I'm I don't I don't want it to sound like I'm bitching because I'm not. All right. Like make that very clear. I'm not bitching about this. This is just an observation. It felt more like a uh than a whoa type of week as far as the superstar shakeup was concerned. There were there were movements that were significant, but I think the the core most of the big stars stayed in place. Right. And so I think there's cool things that you can do with some of the changes that were made, but I didn't come up there was nothing that I came away from it with maybe the exception of Samoa Joe to SmackDown.
0: Outside of that, there was and, and nothing that I and, was and like, that's not Holy a star hell. thing that should no, stay, you know, oh, I, man, I, we can actually use to, this. I would have to disagree because Andrade and Almas... And Zelina oh, okay, Vega if you want to say the call-ups, yeah,
1: that's that's fair. I, the call-ups. I, I was thinking specifically as far as the the moving from Raw to SmackDown, the, the
0: quote unquote trades. Yeah,
1: right. Like,
0: oh, okay,
1: I got you. But the call-ups, obviously, there was a boatload of call-ups. You know, between the last two weeks and the most you know, to this week, we learned not just in Drajci Almas, but all of Sanity is getting called Why up, except Nikki for Nikki Cross, yes. right? Um, Drew McIntyre on Raw. Yeah, Drew McIntyre and and is partnering with Dolph Ziggler for some weird reason. Like that's
0: uh, because Shawn Michaels needs Diesel.
1: I mean that's fair yeah. okay you know what that's actually fair I'm good with that I mean look I have no problem with Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler let me make that very clear I'm all in on Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler I just it was it was so random I was like oh oh okay why not um, And
0: my favorite thing of all is that so Dolph left as a heel Came back as a face, right? And then, and then when he and then uh, inexplicably he's a heel again.
1: Okay, but there's a lot of that going on right now. I mean, like I was there's gonna say, there's cool. a lot of that happening right now. Like Drew McIntyre was definitely a face when he left uh, when he got hurt in NXT, and then he showed up and all. I think the-
0: I think it's different when you debut on a new show because because you could say the same thing about Bobby Roode.
1: Okay. All right. That's fair. That like He got caught up as a face after wait, he was, was a heel. Was
2: Dolph Ziggler ever really a face or was it just kind of that weird thing where we were saying we have no idea if he's a heel or a face? It was a little no, bit. No,
0: but it. It, was, it was a face because when he would come – like when he first started doing the gimmick and he won the – before he won the U.S. title, when they cut the music, it would be boos. People would boo. Right. And then after he won the U.S. title, which got a huge pop, yeah, by the way. Yeah, it did. And then he dropped the title and left. And then when he came back after that, it was face pop, face pop, face pop.
4: I,
2: I, but he was acting like a heel at the It was, it was. That was a very weird thing. I remember us talking about that. I and mean, being like, yeah, we don't know. Well, it was exactly. weird because
1: they never really addressed right. Like, exactly. the whole – I mean, like, it was. There's was a lot weird about he it. He left. He won a title, left, and never really addressed anything about why he left. Like, it was just a. It was a really goofy uh, bit the way that they handled it all. Um. All that being said. Yes, there's a lot of exciting things. There's a lot of new possibilities. The reason I say Samoa Joe is because, one, yes, I think you can do a lot of things with Samoa Joe, but two, also, so you're still doing Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns? Like, you're you're still doing that, despite the fact that he's on that show, and we all think... I I feel like Backlash is going to be a lot of the cross.
0: Of course, because you need to be able to get the Intercontinental title and the Universal title on SmackDown.
1: So you're...
0: Wait, what? <laughs> what? Samoa Joe. Yeah. Samoa Joe is going to win both, obviously. Okay. And bring them to SmackDown. And so are all gonna the belts going to be on th- SmackDown? <laughs> yes. Wow, okay. I mean, this I mean, is... look. Look, with the way that Kurt
2: Angle handled this whole thing, it wouldn't surprise me if he traded all the belts yeah, he's over he's got there. <laughs> like, well, you don't need those. He...
3: He got in, Jinder in G- Mahal, babe. <laughs> he got Jinder Mahal.
2: He did the worst job of any GM ever.
1: I don't know if you've seen <laughs> Jinder Mahal recently. He, that, was the one
2: thing, that was the funny thing. He brought over the U.S. title, apparently not for a title back, and then he just let it go to <laughs> right, Jeff Hardy. Right, right. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I mean, you definitely don't want to go too far into um, into the kayfabe, but yeah, it, it, it's just yeah. it,
2: it's a funny bit. It definitely, it, it's really it funny definitely if you look is. into that in kayfabe.
1: Um, okay, so I guess let's cover a few things. One... Uh, I, do, are we still assuming that Roman Reigns wins the belt, and now we're assuming that he just beats Samoa Joe for fun? Like, I, yes, okay, much. all right. Like, I mean, I just I don't love that. Like, I don't neither love the do I, I don't but. love the fact that it doesn't feel like there's a lot of other alternatives here. Like, I feel like we know the results of the next two main events, and that's... But the
0: thing is, the thing is, you said that going into Mania. That's true. So like, and then they didn't do that, so now you say that again, and they'll probably do it. But. Like, you can't just say, that. oh, we all, if we know, it doesn't make it, because it's not true. Nobody cared about the main event anyway when, in WrestleMania, even though they got exactly what they wanted. Well,
1: yeah, but that's because you made me wait seven hours, and I <laughs> fell asleep six times before then, because it was 600 degrees inside the I dome, also, I also and I, I consumed copious to... amounts of alcohol.
0: <laughs> I, I want to debunk the myth that the crowd was, oh, the crowd was tired. That's bullshit, because what's crazy to me is the crowd wasn't tired literally the segment before when they were... On their feet, crazy for Nicholas getting tagged into the match. It, they was, they, weren't, they weren't tired when Bro, they weren't tired at all when Brock Lesnar won and the place erupted. They popped. I don't know if I'd say they erupted. Not not to mention, not to mention, they weren't tired enough to do stupid chants and play with beach balls the entire man Okay, but
1: that's you don't have to be into something in order to do
0: that. But, um, shit, but, the, but my thing is, everyone's saying that they were tired. If they were tired, they wouldn't do all that.
1: Okay, I, think, I don't think it was an electric crowd. I think it was a crowd that I do think was worn down. I, I said this last week. I'm worn down. I'm not going to go to another WrestleMania. I can't do seven hours of wrestling. I certainly can't do seven hours of wrestling after I drank all day. That was a mistake. It's my fault. I own up to that. I'm part of the problem. But I know I'm not the only one. And two, it was also baking hot inside the dome. It was super fucking hot inside the dome. Um, and I'm, I'm care- so fine. Dude, you you celebrated with
0: us when the AC kicked on that one point. Yeah, but that was – yeah, because I got a nice breeze, but I sweat all the time. You saw me on Bourbon Street. Well, yeah, you sweat – you have
1: somehow managed to make a life out of being able to sweat, like, functionally. Like, you have made a life out of carrying around a handkerchief – and taken an, I have some people do that, you know, right. big, big yeah, John and Thompson, is, you know. and,
0: that, and that's my point because I wasn't sweating during WrestleMania.
1: Okay, I was in. Now again, I'm the wrong person <laughs> to talk to about this because I was inebriated. I don't remember walking to the dome. I don't remember any of this the day. Like it, 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 it's, I'm the wrong person to talk to about any of these things because it was a bit of a wash of a day for me. But I did feel in the times where I was lucid during the course <laughs> of the event, I did feel as though there was a bit of a worn-down energy to it. That, yes, there were moments where the crowd was into it, but it didn't feel like there was ever, like, a match where they were into the whole thing. I, I, I think I think
2: the closest to the, the match they were into it would have been the, the mixed tag match.
0: The Ronda you, match. Are you guys really trying to sit here and say that the crowd wasn't into the mixed tag match? No. Or the, women, or the Charlotte Oscar match?
2: No, I, I I agree with you. For the first half of the show,
0: I think they were very okay, into that, it. That's, and fair. Then that's fair. Basically,
2: that's after fair. the mixed tag match, they started to fade.
0: This doesn't make any sense. They were literally loud for the entire second, last second to last segment, and they were loud the entire main event. They just pretended to not care what was happening in the ring.
1: Um, I mean, I think that you're picking and choosing. I mean, I, I...
0: I'm the, I'm the one picking and choosing. Literally, go back and watch the match. There's people on their feet, jumping up and down, doing the wave the entire match playing with beach balls the entire match doing okay 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 hold on hold on you're you're you're, you're confusing physically tired and mentally
2: tired right (coughs) i think the crowd was mentally drained there which meant yes they were still willing to do the the stupid stuff but they weren't willing to be invested and and you say they were invested it's easy to chant nicholas like what what do you remember about that match besides nicholas tagging in
0: that Braun working the whole match, people asking for Nicholas to get tagged in, chanting for Nicholas to get tagged in. Nicholas gets tagged in, they lose their mind. Nicholas looks at Cesaro, he turns around, tags Braun Strowman. People, people go, oh, Braun Strowman comes in, they win, and there's a big pop. It's exactly what happened in the match. My thing is, don't say that I'm picking and choosing. You can't say that people are tired and then say, well, they were mentally tired. How do you judge
2: that, Aaron? But the fact that they... Honestly, they didn't react to AJ Shinsuke very much after the first couple if minutes. They were,
0: if they were mentally tired, how did they have the mental capacity to come up with so many dumb cheers during the main event? Because they're dumb cheers, and they were determined to do that at the but beginning. They, but, but if they were mentally—you just said that they were, they were quiet during Shinsuke and, and AJ, right? So if they were quiet during that match, if they were still mentally tired, how were they able to still do it?
1: To do what?
0: To come up with dumb cheers, to do the wave. Well, I mean, if you sure,
1: again, I think your argument is that there are people that are assholes, and there are people that are assholes. I think you can be tired and still be an asshole, yes. I mean, I, there's 80,000 people there. All it takes is to have, you know, 10% of them be into something, and it sounds like something is happening. I think there were a boatload of people that were exhausted. I think seven hours of wrestling—I I was asleep half the time, and I still heard— 500 people come by and talk about the problems of the concessions in the arena. That's what I heard people bitching about. I don't know what was going on, you know, for every single person in the arena. Because, again, there were 75,000 people there. But, yes, I think there were elements of all of this going on. But were there still assholes by the time the night ended? Of course there were still assholes by the time the night ended. Yes, of course there were. You can find anything to fit the category. It felt as though there was energy that was sucked out. I think Aaron's right. It was more at the beginning of the night because people hadn't been sitting in an arena for eight hours. Because nobody does that. This is the only thing in all of not just sports, in all of entertainment, where you would do something like this. I guess there are a con- festival,
2: Coachella, something yeah, like Coachella, that. Yeah, Coachella. I guess yeah. would be
1: the same case. But most people don't show up that early. Um, you know, like the, Nobody does this. Nobody sits somewhere for eight hours and still has the same energy at the end of the night that they had at the beginning of the night. Like that's, that's n- just not true. Name you it. Gave, you just gave me the example. What, Coachella?
0: Yes. Nobody shows up. Nobody shows up at Coachella until about. Yes,
1: and nobody shows up until about 7 o'clock. Go, watch, go watch the sets of people that play in the middle of That's the afternoon and see how many people are there and then compare it to how many people are there at the end of the
0: night. Dude, you're I, wrong. I will. I will. I will because I actually know people that, have, that went to Coachella. So do I! We all there, There's thousands of people there. We all know people who went to Coachella. That's
2: not
1: true. Name one person that went to Coachella. I, my, Brandon from Brandon Ramshead Brandon spent the yep. entire weekend there last weekend. Dude, you're wrong about what this. what time did he get there? Well, he had to work all day. So, so he, was there, there he was there and, there and early. saw everything.
0: Yes. He was there early. Okay, cool. So thank you. Right.
1: So because one person was there early, obviously it proves your point. Ben, there's ben, many ben people ben that ben are McMahon there. Big man was there right. all day. Yeah, so, there's you many know. people that are there at the end of the night as there were in the middle of the afternoon because there was one guy that was there.
0: Like you do realize that there are more than one per- crazy acts at Coachella.
1: Yes, I'm very aware. And Look at the lineup. There are many
0: people who perform during the middle of the day. Who dude, have a full dude set you're you're, of bands you're making there. such
1: a dumb argument. You're trying to argue there is many people you that showed up to see some rapper you've never heard tired of versus Beyonce.
0: Energy to do other things, and I'm saying that's stupid. Speaking as someone who needs to have energy for a living, you cannot be tired mentally or physically and still have the energy to do all the extra shit that they did in the fucking main event. You just can't do that.
1: Okay. I don't know who was doing that. I can't speak to them. I always think there will be people that are capable of being assholes. In fact, I think the one thing that people are most capable of being particularly when they've been drinking all day and when they're, uh, 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 you know, been in bad places where they're exhausted is still capable of being an asshole. And I think that anyone who would argue that, I don't know where you'd be coming from. You know those people. You see them regularly out at night. The people that are exhausted and drunk and are still capable of being assholes, but yet aren't really into things the same way. You know them all the time. Now, I don't know where we're going with this at this point, because it seems like we're just sort of walking into a circle, so at some point we're going to have to get back to the... um, the, the Superstar Shake-Up, which actually happened this week. But the notion that you think that a bunch of people that have been drinking all day and, frankly, all weekend in New Orleans couldn't still be capable of being assholes despite the fact that they're exhausted is is crazy to me. Like, I can't fathom you making that argument.
0: Uh, I can't fathom the fact that you're ignoring actually what i'm saying like i would never once said that it's because they're being assholes they that is them being assholes right but it's not it's them having the energy to do all the other shit if they were actually tired they wouldn't be able to do it just like how a lot of people who were actually tired didn't go out on bourbon street myself included after wrestlemania yet somehow many people you guys included were able to go out because you weren't tired. Well, no, I know. I was really extremely tired. tired. I just slept out. through
1: WrestleMania. I got, <laughs> I got what we call the proverbial second wind. <laughs> it's what happened to me. Got a nice nap in, and then I was good to go after that. And I also wasn't in a baking hot stadium any longer. I was able to walk outside where it was pleasant again. And so I was able to rejoin my life. I, for me in particular, my issue, and it's always been this way. I, you know the, the Hangover came out? I could not have been more excited to see that movie. The theater that I was in was hot, and I fell asleep. I slept through the first time. The most excited I... you I've...
0: fall... See, now, now you talk about being weird and I, dude, dumb I, arguments. It's not a du- you sleep when it's, it's hot.
1: It's not a dumb argument. It's what I've gone through. Well, heat he is scientifically yeah. proven yeah. to
0: make people
2: drowsy yes. and, uh, and that's
1: That's uh, why... And
0: it's, it... also, it's also scientifically proven that you sleep best when you're cold.
1: No, when you're comfortable is what it says. No, when no, 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 no. no, no, no. I, have sleep... so, uh, so... I have
0: sleep people that come and have meetings with me at my job. Every year for hours upon hours, it is scientifically proven that you sleep best between the degrees of 60 and 66. Now, you can kiss my ass if you think that you know more about that than I do.
1: Okay. I'm going to say this for 100 times. You know why they kept the David Letterman uh, arena on at 30 degrees all the time? because they didn't want people falling asleep because you fall asleep when you're hot
0: no dummy you no. keep every studio cold so that the equipment doesn't overheat no that's not
1: the reason you're that wrong is, about that, that. it's
0: very much the reason it's
1: not this is a yes, s- it is. no dude it's not it might be why some people have told you they do that that's literally not the reason ask david oh, letterman oh, you're gonna keep God. doing this I, I don't
0: have to i don't have to I can ask the people that I was literally in a commercial with two weeks ago. You're, was there a we, live studio audience? By the way,
1: the- I've also been in that stuff. Guy, that you're, you're talking to, to somebody that knows what they're talking about. I get yeah, that you you've done too, things. my guy.
0: I don't understand why you think you don't just because I play football. I did, but I, did I, I not, say that? Not only not – only, You just told me what I don't know about sleep studies, when I have to actually do them actively every year, and neither of you have. And you tell me again what I don't know about studios. When I spend more time in studios, like music and video stuff, not radio studios, that's a completely different thing. (laughs) But (laughs) TV and movies and, and music stuff, then both of you.
1: No. Incorrect. You have no idea how much TV I've done in my life. You're wrong. And I love no. you, but you're wrong. I have done no. way more TV than you have in your life. That's not true. But no, it okay. is. It's 100% true. I used to work in TV. Now, it's me, fine. Me I, I love you, and we're not going anywhere with this, so this is pointless. But this notion that you think that people don't fall asleep when it's hot is incorrect. Now, it might be that people have other studies and other theories and believe other things. But plenty of people fall asleep because it's hot. I am very much one of them. That's my reality. When you're it's hot, I... <laughs> I'm making it up, AJ. You're right. I'm making it up. I don't fall asleep when it's hot. You're right. What you is? Are. What are we doing? Can, can we get back to wrestling? You Holy. fell
0: asleep because you were quote unquote inebriated. That's, don't blame the drink.
1: AJ, I fall asleep when it's hot when I've never had a drink. It happens all the time.
0: Oh, oh it was the drinks that did it. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> it was the drinks that did it.
1: No! Okay. The drinks certainly helped! You're right. <laughs> On this particular day, I was drunk and I was b- baking hot. Baking. But I baking fall asleep. Baking is a
0: very good choice of words.
1: Well, I also did that too.
0: <laughs> That's the they were sleeping, my yeah. guy. No, that is. That's it's, the point I was making. They all had an
1: impact. <laughs> What are we doing here? What I don't is this know. Show? I
2: don't know. It's apparently the sleep science study. What and, and by the way, the, the sleep science study says that it's best for long-term sleep when it's cold, but you sleep, you get go to get put to sleep easier when all it's right. hot. Well, there we so go. So there, there we go. go. Um, you, were,
1: you, you try this. I, all right.
2: I let's know. let's move on. Okay. Let's say what were the biggest moves, and we can include call-ups. What were the biggest things that happened uh, Monday and Tuesday? Besides, of course, our truth moving to SmackDown, which means he's going to be the champion by June. Besides that, what, what what do you think the biggest ones were?
1: I, look, the biggest thing to me, I, I, I'll come back to Samoa Joe for a second because I do think that he's the guy that stands the benefit the most. I, I think that they, it, you know, the, the funny thing is people keep talking about how loaded SmackDown is, and it is. It's it's loaded, but it it was loaded. And the truth is that like, we're kind of forgetting that Kevin Owens was a major part of why it was so loaded, and I think that Kevin Owens going to Raw is a big deal, but we don't sort of think about that as part of the shakeup because... It kind of It, it ha- was
2: it wasn't one of the trades right. it was a free agent move. It kind of had yeah. to happen.
1: Like yeah. I mean that's you know it's just what it is. So um all that being said uh it's it's where we are um I I I think that that Joe stands to benefit the most. I would like to think that Kevin Owens gets a and I guess the question for me still is about Sami Zayn, right? Like do they is Sami are they putting Sami Zayn on Kevin's le- Kevin Owens' level and making him a top heel on Raw moving forward? Or is Kevin Owens a top heel and Sami Zayn kind of goes back to being Sami Zayn at some point? Because there isn't a next natural thing for the two of them together to me. Like at some point,
2: unless I mean they, they did just unload the tag division. It's it's Bray Wyatt, it's Authors of Pain, and and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn basically. Do they go into the tag? division? I, I think that's a waste if they do. But I I could have I could see that happening. Them kind of at least temporarily moving into the tag division. Yeah, and that I
1: think I think that would be. I don't know what that would It'd be. It'd
2: be a little disappointing.
1: I, I guess I don't. I don't think the Kevin Owens should be fighting in the ke- the tag division. Right. This sort of where I am. But you know how Seth Rollins was in the tag division a couple weeks ago, and you know he looks to be the star of stars again. So I, I don't know. It's not the end of the world. I guess if that had, had happened for a minute, but I'm not. I'm not enamored by that. I think Kevin Owens should be a top heel on on Raw moving forward. And I guess my question is just about Sami Zayn. Um, you know from there it's it's Drew McIntyre and Roddy Sian almost both very exciting do they fully buy into those guys and give them the big push immediately does it is it crowded on those two shows right now in order to be able to give them the big push those would be kind of some of my questions that I have right now coming out of this
2: yeah I guess I guess the question is what do they do is is this going to be a Drew Dolph tag team is this going to be them kind of being singles wrestlers, or or like we said, a tag team, uh, in in a depleted raw tag division, uh, what what exact what are the plans there? I guess is the question for uh, Drew in, sp- in uh, particular. Yeah,
1: I, I don't. I I Drew is the most interesting one because it's not like he had a you know it's not like he was so over right um, that. It's, it, it has to be... Like, I worry that he's... You know, you say he's, a, he's sort of a henchman right now, right? But is he? Is he? I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know exactly how they see Drew. There's a bunch of them that are getting caught up. I don't... Like, it looked like Killian Dane was getting a push... On Uh, NXT NXT. a a bunch of times, and that never really came to fruition, right? Like, there was never really the true singles push for Killian Dane every time they put him in a big spot. So, do they view Sanity as a faction for a long time? And and
2: what role do they view for Sanity? Sanity is an interest just in in the landscape of SmackDown right now. Sanity is just a really interesting position. I don't, there's not, you know, the natural, oh my God, okay, they're clearly going to go in and and do this or whatever. They're just kind of. I think they, they could go a lot of different directions with them.
0: AJ, you there? You gotta realize, yeah. Go ahead. Hear
1: me? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, uh, the, you gotta realize. I think the thing that nobody's talking about is Paul Ellering not being a part of Authors of Pain anymore.
1: Um, like yeah, we talked about be, that a little bit last week. Yeah.
0: But strictly because like it could go any of many ways. They could be working with Paul Heyman. Um, They they could join a faction with Roman Reigns.
2: They could. They have a lot of ways to go. And and they're another one where it's like, okay, are they going to push them? Obviously, you know, Bray and Matt are seemingly going to win the titles. Do they then pretty quickly drop it to the Authors of Pain, Authors of Pain go on a long run? Do they want to kind of hold off on that? Do Do they want to become, you know, like you said, teaming with Roman Reigns or someone like that and, and kind of use them more in the henchman role than going towards the titles? There, there's a number of things you can do with them. Obviously, pretty soon you got to think they'll be winning the titles, but how soon is soon is the question.
0: And also you got to realize that uh, what are we going to do when The Bar takes the Raw Tag Team titles to SmackDown? Another terrible move by Kurt Angle right, there. Right. You you could have the
2: Raw Tactiles go into SmackDown. Just an awful, awful move by Kurt Angle. I think we need to remove the three eyes. He's down to two eyes now because he doesn't have intelligence anymore.
1: Um, I, I, it is all really weird. Like I'm not going to try to pretend like it isn't weird. It's weird. Now they're going to use the next two shows, obviously, to to get it all settled out, right? Like they're going to use both the the Rumble and Backlash in order to have each other. Somebody face each other and get a title back. Yeah, we
2: we know, it, you it, know, we know how it's going it's, to pan out. But just in case, it is it's just really, really weird. Silly.
1: Like it's just really weird that you're like, well, that's have weird. They
0: announced yet? Have they announced yet what the winner of the greatest Royal Rumble? game No. no.
2: And in fact, they put out a statement. Uh, some someone asked for a, a statement on that because they were asking a, a couple things, and they said we haven't determined what the prize. is I mean, that's
1: yet. so
0: weird too. <laughs> and then it's. The Rusev thing the is Rusev really thing. weird, we'll, dude. We'll, we'll it's really. You know what they should do? They should make the winner of the greatest World Rumble get a money in the bank contract so that none of it makes sense. <laughs> <I> mean,
2: <laughs> you know what? I mean, I, I'm in. I mean, or you know what? Give them the fabulous Moolah trophy they never yeah, got right? to there use. Yeah, you, you can use
1: that one. I'm, I'm all for it. Again, give them a spot in the money in the bank, man. Yes. Simple problem solved. Now we've got something, and it all matters somehow, some way. I just I don't get anything. Um, no, the Ru- we can address the Rusev thing now. Why not? The Rusev thing is goofy. It's is, super goofy. Well, okay. H- has there been
2: any announcement that Jericho still on the show? Because I-, I looked, and as of a couple days ago, he was. You know, when, when it all went down, he wasn't listed on the back in the Rumble like he was originally. So, I wonder so if it's why, as simple. So what, what happened there? So I mean, my. Assumption, like, and this is just my theory right now. They decided we wanted to go with Jericho because Jericho is the bigger name there, and maybe Jericho dropped out. So they're like, "Shit, well, okay, put Rusev back in there." That seems the easiest, the easiest solution there. But who the fuck knows? (laughs) That was a weird bit
1: right there. I, I, dude, I, I, I I don't know. I I don't have.
0: You think? You think Jericho hates Arab people?
1: <laughs> um
4: I I hope not. <laughs> I
0: mean, like, Maybe he was like all in. He was like greatest world Rumble, I'm in. Then they're like it's in Saudi Arabia. He's like, Fuck that
1: <laughs> Um Weird. <laughs> I hope again, I really I really hope that's not the case. But I guess this is Trump's America. Anything is po- although he's Canadian. So. He's <laughs> Canadian.
2: Come on, man. Let's see, uh, let me, let me, let me see if he's back as part of the greatest... The Rumble, Rumble yeah, Rumble the match. match. Let's don't. see, he is... Duh, duh, duh. Yes, he is backlisted on it, so... Okay, so that's
1: what? That's even weirder. In the world. <laughs> that's really, so really weird. I mean, I'm. I'm more than a little confused, man. <laughs> I'm more than a little confused about this entire situation. Um. Whatever. I mean, like, I, whatever. I'm not gonna th- flip out about it at all. And the other goofy bit is that they 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 are effing up by continuously trying to pretend like they can still keep Rusev heel. Like, we have to have that conversation, dude. This is a joke. Like, th- it's a joke. They keep trying to put Rusev in heel situations.
0: He's... I mean, but Rusev. The thing is, you're right. But this week, it actually does work because of who he actually was working with. Oh, because like, he didn't—he did not get cheered over AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan. Right, that's okay, not gonna happen.
1: Well, but he was not. It's not that he was getting booed.
0: No, he definitely didn't get booed. Right. Well, he got—I mean, they technically got booed. He got booed pretty good when when uh, Aiden took that dig at Providence.
1: Well, yeah, but that's more Aiden that was getting booed in that moment than Rusev yeah. was. Look, I, I, you know, you can you can try to have him do heel things. You can't ignore the fact that there are still 20,000 people every night chanting Rusev Day. Like, you just can't ignore that. And I get it. It's, I'm not saying there haven't been other heel wrestlers that have had chance. You know, when, when my hand goes up, you know, your mouth goes shut. There are plenty of other heels that have things. But, dude, he is white hot. White. It's crazy. Yeah. And their continuous insistence on ignoring that or pretending like it doesn't exist, I, I'm just so baffled by it. Like, I'm so befuddled by... And maybe it's just they don't... Look, they, they finally flipped Shinsuke Nakamura. It seems like they got a couple other ideas for what they're doing to try to have stronger heels. Samoa Joe should be a very strong heel on SmackDown. And maybe they just needed more big strong... Big Cass. Yeah, Big Cass. They're clearly trying to elevate as a strong hero very quickly. So maybe that's all they needed. It was just to, to create a few more strong heels on SmackDown before they were in a place to be comfortable with Rusev's face turn. But, man, it is... It is just really really weird. It's just it's a it's a weird thing. Like them con- continuously trying to force that issue and you know I I I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whatever. I don't know. That's just a it's a weird thing. Um and it, it, look uh, the other thing too is that Asuka going to SmackDown now puts her and Charlotte on the same show which is is kind of over the top but I guess it keeps her away from Ronda and so that's that's maybe a good thing if you're trying to extend out Ronda and whoever towards WrestleMania of next year.
0: It's only a matter of time, but do you think Ronda, the the thing that gets me is that now who do we see Ronda facing at SummerSlam? And
1: that's the, that's the weirder part, right? Like that is the weirder part because it would have been, if you wanted to keep Ronda and Charlotte for WrestleMania next year, it would have been a, such a simple thing to do Ronda Asuka at SummerSlam this year, right? Like, and you can still, by, by having Asuka lose, you can make that the lesser match and still have the big one be Ronda oh, Charlotte oh, Maybe
0: you know what I just realized? You know what I just realized? We're idiots. Are we? Because the correct answer is Nia Jax.
1: Huh. Um, wow. Um, I mean, you're right, right? Like, you, you keep her. Now, that's two faces, though, at the moment. Right? Yeah, like,
0: but, I mean, it's not. It doesn't take much to make Nia a heel. No. Ever throw somebody... Through a barricade, and then all of a sudden she's a hero. Yeah,
1: that's true. I mean, you're right about that. Yeah, I mean that. So you would have Ronda win the belt at Summerslam.
0: Yes. Okay. And then defend it against Charlotte at WrestleMania
1: next year. Um, yes. interesting. It's it's an interesting kind. Con- I would have I would have thought they would have wanted to keep Ronda away from the belt for a little bit longer, um, with the thought that, that she doesn't need it, but. As we've alluded to, now that you're doing co branding the pay-per-views, you only have so many spots for women, and obviously you're going to want Ronda to be involved with those. So maybe it is just as well to go ahead and give her the belt at, at SummerSlam, and that might be the the right. Realistically
0: speaking, realistically speaking, she should like, yeah, you're supposed to. She doesn't need the belt, blah blah blah. But like right. her character, she's coming in as a former bantamweight champion in UFC.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. You're right about that. Um, I mean, she
0: went toe to toe with Triple H. Wrestlemania there's not much you could do to keep her away from the title. yeah if she's
1: going to be fighting other women, she sort of has to be in that picture is what you're saying
0: yeah
1: i don 't disagree with that i don 't disagree yeah. with that all right uh anything else from the the past week the superstar shake up that we have to cover um, any other scientific uh, yes. debates we want to have
0: uh who had the, who had the best match on
1: raw <laughs> uh, man um did have the best I, That's match. the funny part, is now I gotta think about it for a second. Like, I guess if you want to say, like, the five on five was the best match because. It was fun. You know, like, it was fun, actually. It was a fun match. Um. Man, I don't know. I don't know. I'd be I, willing I, to listen to arguments I, I, for who had Hold on. Let's
2: see here. What. What. Who, who actually had matches? There was Jinder and Jeff, which was right. the
0: Uh.
2: Bailey Sasha. Yeah,
1: I mean I, I, I don't I don't think that I'm gonna be compelled to anything more than the Ten Man tag.
2: I mean the, the finish to Mickey Ember was awesome. Yeah, it the was way cool. she she sold that. Uh yeah, it's the Ten Man tag.
1: There you go. You ten got... man
0: tag it is. Hold on. Let me update our
2: standings. Did did you also do this for last mm-hmm. week? Well, I feel like we skipped it last week.
0: Mm. Yes. Uh no, I yeah, I guess you're right, we
1: did. What was it last week? Last I can't remember two days ago, more or less nine.
2: Uh, uh Sammy Sammy Owens from last week.
1: Oh, probably, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, so then I'll add those to the list now. Week 14, Sammy BKO. Week 15, 10-man tag. That makes Roman Reigns on the year 6, 8, and 1. All right. Okay.
1: Very good. All right, uh, anything else?
0: Um, but I would like to point out, he hasn't wrestled yeah. in the last season.
2: Damn part-timers only yeah, wrestling right. every yeah. so often. Yeah, God. right?
1: <laughs> good joke. All right, uh, we good? We was, good? Go ahead.
2: Well, I was going to say, dude, I mean, what are we doing for segment two? We're talking about Bruno in segment number
1: two. Okay, we're going to talk, about... we talk about... What else are going to
2: talk about? Where's Big Cass going? Well,
1: I mean, I, they, they're...
0: I... They're they're going towards Daniel Bryan. What? Big Cass? Big Cass is... Building the underdogs gimmick that Glenn clamors for Daniel Bryan about yeah. so much.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm good with that. Yeah. I well, actually, I
0: honestly and and I said this at the
2: at the beginning of SmackDown. Whatever they do, keep Daniel Bryan yeah, and Miz far away from right. each if, other until I, Summerslam. Right, if, so I don't care who you slide in there as long as you keep those two apart.
1: And I think the idea is and it, and, and, and you walk out of the room for a second, so you miss this part of the conversation. Uh, the idea by by creating strong heels. Hopefully, they'll stop effing up and have Rusev flip, and and, yeah. and that'll be what they need. So, I, I'm good with what – I'm, I'm good. You know, Big Cass still sort of has to prove it.
2: And, and that's the interesting thing is, like, you're putting in a situation where it seems like both could really benefit from the win there. Obviously, Daniel Bryan because he's Daniel Bryan and coming back, and then Big Cass because he kind of needs a win uh, to start back up here. So, it's, it's an but interesting
0: – The thing is, the thing is that, that, that's true, but he needs a win when he faces – to somebody that he's
2: on their level, like yeah, yeah as as, l- as long as he looks good here and doesn't get demolished by Daniel Bryan, Dan- just being in yeah. the presence with him works. And and that's probably true that he'll benefit from Daniel Bryan either way. Yeah. Both both in ring as a as a competitor because you know Daniel Bryan will get a good match out of right. him, which is something that's and, good. And, and just
1: you're in an elevated presence. position,
4: yes, exactly. Correct.
1: All right. Uh, very good. When we come back in, obviously, a, a very you know a, a lot of stuff to talk about in the world of WWE, but a very sad week as uh, we lose one of the uh, true icons of professional wrestling in Bruno San Martino. We'll talk about that next. I'm Glenn, and he's Aaron, and he's...
0: The main event.
1: AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out.
0: WWE Ringsider presents SmackDown Live at Royal Farms Arena, Tuesday night, May 8th. Tickets available now at the box office and Ticketmaster.
1: Are you looking for a great deal? Maybe you need that perfect, affordable outfit or clothes for growing kids. Or maybe you're looking for that hard-to-find collectible. Visit Goodwill today. Shop with a mission and find everyday low prices on thousands of items, including brand-name clothing, stylish accessories, shoes, and furniture. Come to Goodwill and see what you can find. When you shop at Goodwill, when you donate to
3: Goodwill, you will help someone find a job. To find a store near you, visit give
1: Back in here for segment number two, it is jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course
0: the main event,
1: AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. And you know this is a tricky thing for us because you know we're all I'm I, like I joke about being old, but I'm still only thirty four. You guys are younger than that, so we're going to talk about somebody here, and I'm going to lead it into another conversation that that none of us truly. Felt the real impact of right like we're too young to have understood fully exactly what this man meant to professional wrestling and why there wouldn't be a WWE today um, without the impact of of this person. But um, yeah, we lost Bruno Sammartino this week at the age of 82. Uh, Thankfully, a couple years ago, he had patched up uh, the relationship Mm -hmm. with the WWE and, and was able to go into the Hall of Fame that weekend in New York. Um, that's, that's certainly, it's, it's nice that that happened before we lost Bruno. I I don't know that I can even begin to put into context from the conversations that I've had with people that fully understand it, how significant, what a figure Bruno Sammartino was in the way that he took professional wrestling from one level to the next that that i i don't know what the comparable is you know what i mean it, i don't know that i can it's so
2: hard cuz the wrestling business was so different than that it's not you know you can't just say oh he's hulk hogan cuz he wasn't quite as national as hulk hogan but in the northeast in new york what you know what the WWWF was called at the time you know there, there's a reason why he has a plaque in madison square garden right there's a reason why he is as synonymous
0: how many sellouts of Madison Square Garden did he have? Yeah, that was so, the... 1
2: 187 if you want to believe that. And then, you know, they said the Hall of Fame was number 188. Like,
0: Jeez. Yes.
2: Like he was and and he was as important as there is probably no Hulkamania. There is no WWF going nationwide if it wasn't for Bruno Sammartino making the WWF as big as it was at the time.
1: And that's the thing, right? Like that's the context that I can't I, I can't compare it to anything right like I can't tell you you know who was most like Bruno Sartin San martin I, I just I, I have no ability to because we don't we don't know a world in which professional wrestling wasn't such a significant part of the cultural zeitgeist and at the time it was not but yet Bruno San Martino was kind of responsible for making it that way and and what well, long
0: did he hold the how long did he hold the title
1: uh
2: in total, over the two two reigns, almost eleven years. His first reign was eight and a half years. Holy shit! Eight
1: and a half years, which, in fairness, could never happen. Yeah, it, today, obviously. Right. We we
2: get bored after six months of Brock Lesnar holding the belt. But that was he was
1: such a big deal. He was
2: he, That's the thing. And after those eight and a half years, when um. Ivan Koloff beat him, they didn't even have Koloff raise the belt because they were so afraid of a riot taking place. So they funny. were so afraid of, of people seeing Bruno Sammartino. Wait, wins. hang on.
1: Did they have him win it again two weeks later in Saudi Arabia?
2: <laughs> 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 Maybe they should have. Or over in Italy. But, and, and that's the other thing. The, the second reign only ended because he fractured his
0: neck. Wow. Well, what, a,
1: what a loser. That wouldn't stop Kurt Angle. <laughs>
0: I mean, his second reign was three years after, and it only stopped because he broke his neck.
1: Yes, yeah, it probably would have been another eight years at right. that point. I
0: oh mean, like, my god! Like shit, this, dude. this guy was a god, and and part of it was because you know, and that was back when that was back when a, a face could hold a belt for a long time because people were not. <laughs> Assholes.
1: Well, yeah, and it's that was what people what, what drove people out. It wasn't it wasn't a TV era. You needed people to come there out to the building. There was no TV for WWE. Right. right. So in, F- in, at the in time. order to get people to come to the building, you needed to say and our champion, the beloved Bruno San Martino will be there. Uh, and it was just a different era of professional wrestling.
2: I mean, it's amazing to think like I I, I went through and I was looking at his matches and a lot of the guys that he faced, like it wasn't like you had the one big feud like you would have with Flair and Rhodes or Flair, you know, that, that really carried it. He didn't have that. Real. I mean, he had some big feuds, but it was well. It's him. hard
0: to it's hard to have a big feud when,
2: you when beat you're gonna everybody. Win. For, well, and, <laughs> and that's the but but my point is, it was him who was headlining this. It, you know, yes, they brought in other guys to face him, but it was him who was selling the tickets. And um, I mean, his his life is that like him doing everything in wrestling. Like he lived in the mountains because Nazis were occupying a city, and he faced the the butt of a gun. Several times in World War II and almost died before ever getting to America. Like this guy's the badasses of badasses.
1: I mean, correct? Like <laughs> I mean, correct.
2: This, I mean, this guy's just an unreal figure,
0: and and it all yeah. Into but him. hang on a
1: second. Did Alicia Fox call him a man beast? Because
0: I feel like <laughs> is that was really is it going to bother you guys that much that he's still not on my route, Mount Rushmore? I
1: mean, this is why your Mount Rushmore is shit. This is why your Mount Rushmore means nothing. Um. Look, it, there's what else can I say about Bruno Sammartino? Yeah. Bruno Sammartino was everything, and again, grateful that there was at least a moment,
2: and and, and that, especially in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, at that time, and I mean, people forget it got as heated as any feud with anybody. Like he came out in the late '80s, and he was the guy. If if any cable. You know, TV wanted to say, all right, we need someone to talk negatively about wrestling and specifically about WWF. We're going to get Bruno Bruno San Martino to do that because he is going to crush Vince.
1: Yeah, it was a really – it was a terrible, terrible relationship at that point. Now – Again, I, the word was this was really Triple H is doing Yes, to make it happen, to patch up the relationship between the two. This is We might want to start thinking about starting a Triple H Kiss My Ass Club because, my God, everything that's good is sort of yes. happened because of no, Triple there, there's H.
2: There's a reason that the people on Reddit sent him a fruit basket a couple of years I ago. I mean, we
1: might want to think about starting another. It might be about time for us to send another. Um, yeah, that was the word. The word was that... You know, this was completely done by Triple H being willing to step in and say, hey, look, I'm going to be the one to try to patch this thing up. This needs to happen. And the word of the time, you know, like like Shawn Michaels had said, and not just talking to the WWE, like Shawn Michaels said, I felt as though being in the WWE Hall of Fame didn't mean anything because Bruno Sammartino wasn't there. Like, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. That's the significance of Bruno Sammartino is that Shawn Michaels would belittle his own Hall of Fame induction because Bruno Sammartino wasn't in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's, it's, it's wild. Um, do you have anything else on Bruno specifics? I want to transition to another question that I want to...
2: No, nothing. Okay. Huge, Okay.
1: So I'm going to present this to all of you guys. And I'm going to go first because I'm, I didn't warn you guys about this ahead of time that, that I wanted to go in this direction, uh, mostly because we didn't have time. Um, who is the professional wrestler that you wish your, your fan, fandom slash... Disposable income would have lined up with more. Who's the professional wrestler that you wish you would have been able to live in the era a little bit more? So what I'm saying is, like, even if you were a kid right. and you got to enjoy them, All right,
0: no, not, not that's there. an easy one for me.
1: All right, then you can go first.
0: Uh, I mean, I grew up on the tail end of Hulkamania, and I was still—you got—I mean, there's videos my parents have of me at 18 months old in 1992 cutting a promo saying I wanted to fight Hulk Hogan. Okay? Yeah. And mm. and I could not like if and that's me before I'm 2 years old saying that. That's how enthralled and amazed I was by him at such a young age. Now, you fast forward and you fast forward imagine if I was 10 years old in 1985.
1: Right. Right.
2: You, you would be the biggest Hulkamaniac on the planet. Or the, exactly. You know, yeah.
0: I mean, that's. That, that, that's the perfect. And,
2: and I think for any of us, like, we, you know, we weren't around during yeah. the true hate Right. The hate hey, we, we,
1: right, we, a- we weren't the age that we could truly appreciate it. Right. Yes. Like, we didn't see. Again, we talk about where Bruno took professional wrestling from being sort of nothing. Now it's been established as part of the cultural zeitgeist, and then Hulk Hogan made it, it, it shoved it down your throats. Right. It existed. You, no matter who you were, had to know professional wrestling because of what Hulk Hogan did. So Hulk Hogan is definitely. It,
4: it's, yeah, I mean it's that's, that's the first name. That's the first and name the, that popped the, to my another mind. Another one.
0: But... Another one that comes up because I literally didn't know as, as a wrestling fan. I didn't know anything about him other than polka dots when I was growing up. It Was yeah. Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, I would yeah. have loved to be able to see Dusty Rhodes in his prime.
2: Yeah, I, I mean it would have been amazing and. Um, You know, definitely two names easily on the list. Um, I I thought of of Hulk, didn't think of Dusty, though Dusty's very clearly one. Um, Other two names I want to throw out there, Um, Randy Savage in his prime of okay. love that yeah, i mean uh, you know, he was he, he was around but you know he he was in WCW by the time i was you know starting to get to really awareness and he was just a completely different wrestler completely different yes. character at that time i'm talking you know correct
0: the the 80s the savage the and, and brash, going back and watching yes yeah, absolutely. yes the the, 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 the savage the savage that would go in and Hit his wife on TV and nobody would give a shit. Well, maybe
1: that part yeah, we know. shouldn't. Maybe we should not celebrate that part so much. But uh, yeah, ex- exactly right. Yes. That's the yes. one. So that's where that's what I want to go back to that. Yeah. And then uh, th- the heyday of the four
2: horsemen, like we oh, saw. Shit. You know, yeah. my four horsemen when I first became really, really aware included fucking Mongo. <laughs> <laughs> like, give me the original yeah. four Don't horsemen.
0: About Lex Luger. I mean, I, and, you
2: know, I, Lex Luger was honestly fine. Compare, it, it compares
1: mongo- <laughs> in a mongo, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, g- give me the original four horsemen growing up in that. And that's something I would have
1: loved. So the funny thing for me is that mine is more because of when I ducked out. Like, I was way in as a kid. Then I ducked out again until about the tail end of high school. And then the tail end of high school is sort of – and then really my, coll- my, my freshman roommate in college – was what really drugged me, drug just brought back in. I mean, he, he literally lived his life as though he was the rock. And, and he was, you know, that, that was what got me back into professional wrestling. So because of the timeline, I sort of missed the best part of the Steve Austin era. Because of the way the timeline works out for me, I sort of missed the Austin McMahon like, I got a little bit of it. You got, like, 99, Austin McMahon. Yeah, and I yeah. was, again, that was sort of when I was getting back into Damn, it. But I,
0: you missed Austin 316, bro? Yeah,
1: that's the thing. I, I missed all of that. And that was incredible. And I could have, maybe it's for the best that I was not part of it then, because as an impressionable young man, <laughs> impressionable young man, I might have decided to try to live my life like Steve Austin. and Sh- that,
2: Shave your head, flick off. Right, teacher, like, you know, it yeah. might have
1: become problematic. I was a young person. I might have yeah. been a little too impressionable. But watching it afterwards, it was so joyful to see all of that and how many times we've been desperate for another sort of Austin McMahon you know, type of interaction. Like, everything that we do and we now compare to, well, now they're going to try to do their Austin McMahon thing. Like, we judge everything based on Austin McMahon. I mean, like they've that, been
2: trying to do Austin McMahon right, every correct. two years since.
1: Every every time, this is what they try to do. They try to have a, a, a heel authority figure versus a top baby face. And none of them are Austin McMahon because they could never be Austin McMahon because there was something so special about that run with Steve Austin. So, yeah, I missed Austin 360. But again, I came in and I was... You know, I was on board right. when I came in. Trust me, I poured, poured plenty of beers on my buddies in college trying to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. Not quite like what AJ did last week uh, when he was doing his backyard wrestling, which we'll get to in a second. But, um, you know, I did plenty of that in my life. But it
0: wasn't I,
1: – like, I wish that you I would have been
0: – You made me think, Glenn. Like, I didn't think – because I ducked out of wrestling for a little while, too. Um, I watched wrestling. I never missed an episode for the first 12 years of my life. Okay. And then around 2003, I started to get a little disinterested. Okay, and and then I completely stopped watching 2004 till about 2010.
1: I mean, you miss um, a lot of the Rock in there.
2: Nah, not, not really. that much of the Rock. I mean, the Rock was done by 03. Oh
0: yeah. three? Yeah. I mean, his last That's match the was the 04. Was it really? So much yeah. The Rock wasn't yeah. around. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, because he was in Hollywood. Uh, but like the the thing that I missed. That, like, when I, I had to go back, that's why I love the WWE Network. Right. Because I've, I've been able to see it all now. But, like, when Edge retired and everybody was, like, distraught, I was just like, I mean, Edge was just the guy that was tag team with Christian. Yeah, it a great three. It, was, it was the, yeah. the yeah. five-second pose. <laughs> <they
2: have that, laughs> right. Yeah,
0: they had that great match at WrestleMania and they had the TLC thing. That's really cool, but, like... You guys were really that upset? And then I found out he had more title rates than anyone ever in WWE. I was like, holy shit, I missed his whole career. Right. Right.
1: right. <laughs> I mean, he really was SmackDown for yeah. you know, like, like the existence of SmackDown was Edge for a few years. It's just the way that it worked. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that missing Stone Cold may be a little bit more significant than missing edge, yeah, but I hear for you. Sure. <laughs>
0: I, for sure. I hear you. There. And you know actually, you know who else I missed? I missed the the rise of John Cena. Yeah,
2: you missed yeah, the, the good yeah, part the of John Cena. Word Life. Dr. Thuganomics, and, you know, you, why people cheered
1: for you, him as much you, as they did you, you don't know that I definitely had a, a, a chain. You don't know that I definitely, not only did I have a chain, <laughs> but I sure as shit kept my keys around it like it was lacrosse lanyard for a few years in my life. That's that the only that surprising a, thing That ever. was a thing that occurred, dude. I went to whatever the pay-per-view was in Hershey the one year. Uh, I definitely bought a John Cena a, a Word Life chain. And I hung it out of my, I mean, I walked around college. I walked around school with a fucking John Cena. I was thinking high school. I'm like, okay, high school, dude. Word life chain hanging out of my pocket as if I was a lacrosse player with an STX lanyard hanging out of my pocket. That's an actual thing that occurred in my life. And I'm not saying for like a week. I think it lasted for a year. I think I went a year. With a John Cena chain hanging out of my pocket, right. so yeah, that was. I mean, you missed something. It was a very exciting time. John, he lost a rap battle to Kurt Angle. It was the greatest <laughs> day of my life. Um, so yeah, that would oh be among the miss. My dad will tell me because my dad was never a professional wrestling fan, but he'll talk to me about Moolah, and I know that there's the awkwardness yeah, right, of Moolah. Right, at this right, right. But at the time, but he'll tell me you don't un- like when she won the battle royal. Like, he'll talk about it glowingly as if you don't un- – you, you can like whatever you want to like in professional wrestling. This was professional wrestling. And, like, you think about women's wrestling, you're like, really? Like, then? Like, r- really? But the way it's discussed right. by the people who saw it and experienced it as though it was truly, you know, really the larger-than-life thing than ever. You know, the truth is, like, I also kind of missed a lot of um, DX I missed kind of a lot of it. I mean, sounds like you, you missed the see, height was, of the I attitude
0: era. Yeah. I grew up, like, when I was hooked on wrestling, that's why I got disinterested in 2003, because when I really was watching wrestling, like, I, every week I got to see The Rock, Stone Cold, DX, the NWO, and still get to see people like Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Randy Savage.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. I mean, I I came along at the tail end of The Rock in Austin, and, and I saw a lot of Rock and Triple H. Like that, yes. was, that was my reintroduction yes. was Rock and Triple H sort of all the time. Like I love McFoley and Kurt Angle came along, and Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho coming along were what kept me with wrestling for a long time afterwards. And then at some point, it was just part of my life again, and it didn't go away. Um, but I did, I missed a a good bit of stuff in there that I'm like, man, I'm really kind of like, I missed the Monday Night Wars, honestly. Right. Like I honestly missed the Monday Night Wars. I was- You idiot. Dude, trust me, like looking back (laughs) on it, but again- How
0: do you stop watching during the peak of wrestling?
1: Bro, I wish I could tell you that it was because I was hooking up with chicks. (laughs) I was not. It was a part of my life where I like got like super into sports, which is why I'm fucking doing this shit now, which I I really, I really kind of hate-
0: like I didn't have well, I guess this I got super into sports. That's why I stopped watching too. But I was watching in a way worse era. I was not watching in a way worse era. I
1: mean, dude, I don't know like I don't I cannot explain. Like it's inexplicable that I would have passed on. Yeah, what what made you stop? Like, I, that's I got the weird really thing. like I got really into watching every Maryland yeah. basketball game. Every like, Orioles I, game. I had every, to see you know. goddamn Maryland and play Chaminade. You know what I mean? Like oh, I yeah. like I was it was it, it was I think also the like the height of. ESPN 2 became a thing, and there was more right. sports on TV. Yes. This is when um, – so it used to be, uh, growing up where we grew up, the Orioles were only on premium television. They were on home team oh, sports, yes. which originally was only available like if you had HBO and Cinemax and that all that true? And as oh. I tried explaining to uh, AJ once upon a time, um, while, his, uh, while his family was stealing those channels, yep. my family was so white – that when we found out we could get some of those channels in, my goddamn parents like called the cable company and said, No, we're stealing those channels. You better come take them away. That's how white we
0: were. We I were really. I know, so we're bad. the
1: worst. God damn it, we're the worst.
0: I hate white Trust people me. so much.
1: Trust me, dude. Like we're terrible. We're terrible. There is no excuse. Because we were for it.
0: stealing these shit out of every. I saw every pay per view as a child, and I, knowing that they were $60 a pop. Un- yeah, it you know was quite I, the racket you, you, yeah. you know what I did?
2: I turned it to, to to Just the static so I could hear the broadcast But I couldn't actually wow. see most yeah. of it wow.
1: like I, wow. I, I You
0: are really adored yeah. Yeah.
1: Meanwhile, my family was getting like HBO for, I was getting the Skinamax at one point And then my parents <laughs> realized that I was getting the Skinamax
0: <laughs> And literally said,
1: well we can't watch that Because that would be stealing And fucking called Comcast oh. And told them
2: "Dagger." Yeah,
1: that's what I was dealing with That's how white my family was so for me, when, when the Orioles, when HTS moved off the premium right, and moved on to regular cable, now I got to watch every Orioles game, and now I was a sports nerd and got out of professional wrestling as much. I Trust me. I, uh, now, I've got, now I'm stuck. Now I've been in this career for so goddamn long, I can't get out of it. So it's what it is. But that's where I was, and so that's why I kind of went away from wrestling at that point. What are you giggling about over there?
2: Oh, Scott Steiner's doing a media call right now, and he oh, says Scott Steiner calls Dixie Carter a dumbass for bringing in racist Hulk
0: Hogan. All right, no, I, got nothing, I got nothing to say about that That's just great tweet Alright
1: um, all right, we good with all this We got anything else to add to this segment
0: uh, You wanted to talk about my wrestling
1: day? Oh yeah before we let you go Because AJ's got to jump off before we get to uh, Tony Siobhan here um, So AJ if you haven't seen it um, Did a real like. Yeah, okay, go ahead just tell the story Explain it all
0: So my buddy Mike Busey who owns an establishment Called the Sausage Castle
1: Which by the way <laughs> <laughs> The greatest name in the history of ever
0: Yes, it is, and it's 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 his house, and he throws these sick parties, like, that's what he's famous for, is that he throws these sick parties. He got famous because he was, um, he was big on YouTube before that was a thing, to be big on YouTube. So he's he like, friends... he's like Dan he...
1: Blazarian Light, is what you're saying? Yes,
0: basically, okay. that's exactly what he is, and All he right. got famous because he was friends with the guys from Jackass. Okay. Uh, and he's actually in, like, Jackass One. Oh, no, no uh, shit. The, the movie.
1: It's kind of a big uh, deal. Uh,
0: so uh he is super paid. Um he has a Snapchat following where it, his members pay $30 a uh a month to follow his Snapchat. Could you imagine? Could you and imagine? He, imagine and he, and he, that? he uses that money to do a whole bunch of different things. He has a full um in his backyard alone he has a full length basketball court with adjustable uh height uh baskets. That are in the ground like a prof- like their professional basketball courts, um, a full tennis court, a full like the biggest children's playground ever. Even though there's never children there. Um, <laughs> is this is this a Michael Jackson this, situation here? He has a full um, he has a full uh, flag football field with actual NFL regulation goalposts. Um, he has a batting cage. Uh, he has all these things in his backyard and then he decided, cause he has a bunch of people like me that are his homies that like wrestling. And then he has a bunch of homies that are actually wrestlers like Mojo, like Braun Strowman, who's been over to his house a few times. Um, he got a, he bought a wrestling ring from a guy who ran an indie promotion in Kentucky and just wanted to give her to the ring before he bought the ring. What he didn't know was this is an old WWF. Wrestling ring that they sold off like years ago, and people, Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, all of these people have wrestled in this ring. Holy shit! Yes, it's awesome. So Holy he puts shit. it up in his driveway, and literally like it was put up the day before. And how he still makes his money is Snapchat and YouTube. So he does these little YouTube videos, and he wanted to do one for his uh he what he calls Members Weekend, any holiday weekend where there's like a long or like a Monday off, he or he'll have anyone who's a member of his is welcome to come to his house for the weekend and just party for the weekend because they have these sick parties. So that's why he gets all these things in his backyard to try to get people to come, right?
1: I de- By the way, my son's identity got stolen this week. They, they just want to compare <laughs> lives at the moment.
0: Okay. I- so, so he got a wrestling ring, and he wanted to be able to show people, yo, you can have real matches at my house if you come, like blah, blah, blah. So we end up putting on a match, me and uh, one of his employees who has been training to become a wrestler but is nowhere near done his training anyway. And I booked the entire match. Like, I told him what we were going to do start to finish. Um, And, uh, you know, I started my wrestling career with, uh, with a 1-2-3 win, you know, All so right. I'm one up. Oh.
1: There you go. And you can see it. The video's up uh, on AJ's page. I think we ret- we retweeted it as well yeah, on our page. It's on,
0: my, it's on my Instagram and my Twitter, at Francis It does
1: look dope. Like, it looks dope as hell. I'm not going to lie yeah. about that. It
0: looks dope as hell.
1: Um, is this going to be something that you're going to be doing more often?
0: When I'm in Orlando, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean,
1: right now, obviously AJ is dealing with football and that stupid hat. Something a, that actually pays a him. nine to five <laughs> job thing. What the and hell is I, that? And one? I
0: promise you that I will. I'm not jobbing. I job on Bourbon Street. I job on any street. They gotta pay you to Mexico. job. <laughs> I will not job in an actual ring. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How dare! I know one thing. When it comes time to being at the sausage castle, I. <laughs> The and the top wiener, I don't, I don't know. Is, I is
2: the, uh, the house that AJ built. That's right. That's
1: right. The
0: house that AJ built. The,
1: the sausage castle that AJ built. I like that, actually. I'm down. Well, that's really cool, man. It's really cool. It looks dope. Uh, you guys should go check it out. It's a very cool thing.
0: And then uh, before I get out of here, I want to say uh, you guys can also, on my social media, on both of those, you can click my bio link and you can get tickets for the Champs versus Stars right. charity basketball game mm-hmm. that we're having. Um, confirmed playing in the game, Vernon Davis, Torrey Smith, Brent Grimes, um, uh, what'd you say? Um, Who?
1: The last name. (laughs) Oh God.
0: No, (laughs) I, okay. Hang on a second. Wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. You said Vernon Davis. I'm familiar with him. He was, Uh uh, he's a good guy. Uh, Torrey Smith. right? Yeah. We, I mean, I like his grandmother. He's okay, I guess. Um, and and then the uh, third one you said, I just, Brent
0: Grimes, he plays defensive back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: And that's, and now what is that?
0: It's a team in the National Football League. You might
2: remember this guy because as you were passing out at WrestleMania, you almost yeah. landed in his lap.
1: So <laughs> I really did have an idea. I wanted to do a bit where I, like, no-sold him. Like, I wanted to do, like, a, like I, w- I wanted to take a picture, like, some, some weird, some weird the, guy just fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, right? Like, I wanted to no-sell him in a picture, but I was too fucked up to be able to remember to do it. Like, I was just too not there to remember to do it. Um, but I'm sure he's a a, a decent fellow. I don't know why you'd bring him to a you know a, a chair. I thought you were supposed to bring like famous people and celebrities well, to a he's, charity. He's a guest on Jobbing Out. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, fair. Then people might know who he is. So yeah, that's okay. That's a good guest for a, a charity basketball <laughs> game.
0: <laughs> oh God, you guys are the best. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: uh, remind, okay, remind people so Just click on the link in your bio That's what you're saying Yeah,
0: click on the link in my bio And it'll take you It'll say Champs vs. Stars tickets It'll take you to the website Where you can get your tickets Get them before they so, uh, sell out The school had to limit The amount of people that could come Because they didn't want anybody Sitting behind um, The players on the bench So um, But it's going to be a good time There's going to be Jimmy's Famous seafoods going to be there um, Lido's Pizza is going to be there You know um,
1: I, I hear they're square Because they don't cut corners
0: Exactly Yeah Um, we got, uh, there's going to be prizes and giveaways and raffles. Um, there's going to be signed memorabilia from Redskins players as well as other players. Um, it's just going to be, and it's all to raise money for Sarah's house, which is an emergency homeless shelter right next to Fort Meade army base, um, in Maryland. So it's for a good cause come out May 5th. I'll get your tickets before they sell out.
1: Um, real quick, I I'm I got a I have a lacrosse game I have to do that day, but I'm gonna can I like can I buy tickets and you can donate them to somebody? Can I do that?
0: For sure, yeah, okay. we can do that. All right, I'll figure that way. I'll,
1: I'll talk to you about that. All right, cool. all right, bud. At um, AJ Francis 410 on all social media and uh, check out Frank and uh, and all the things he's got going on as well. We will uh, we'll talk to you next week, sir. All
0: right,
1: brother. All right, when we come back in, Tony Shavon joins us next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's
0: the main event. A.J. Francis. vent, oh. vent,
1: Because I'm not going to be here. Right, 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 right. Vent, a- a- Oh, God, A.J. Francis the Washington <laughs> Redskins. Uh, this is jobbing out. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings weekdays from 11 to 2 and take advantage of their new 15-minute lunch guarantee or your lunch is free. That's right, free. And with a 15-minute lunch guarantee, that means less time waiting and more time eating delicious b before you got to get back to the office. Buffalo Wild Wings, White Marsh, Owings Mills, and Westminster Wings Beer Sports available for dine-in orders at participating locations for a limited time. See restaurant for details. Back in here for segment number three of Jotting Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. AJ had to duck out for just a second, but that's all right because we can do a little bit better than that. MLW, we love those guys. They've been friends of ours the last couple of years, and they are making a huge move to be in sport on Friday night at 8 o'clock for Major League Wrestling Fusion. This man has been, I mean, his career is just ridiculous. He has literally worked with everyone. Jim Crockett Promotions, WWF, WCW, TNA, MLW. I'm sure I'm forgetting of something in the process because, God, he's done it all. Tony Schiavone now joins us here on Jobbing Out. Tony, it's so good to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for taking some time for us.
3: Well, it's good to talk to you guys, too, on a day that I understand that Bruno San Martino passed away.
4: Yeah, yep,
2: yep. We, we, and we did want to talk to you about that. Did, did you ever have a chance yeah. to meet him? Did you uh, get to interact with him at all? What, what are your memories of uh, Bruno?
3: Yeah, I we did. Uh, Bruno and I co-hosted an event uh, in Philadelphia. We had a, one of our Slamboree Legends events, and uh, Bruno was the co-host with me. Gosh, I'm thinking that was like 1991, 1992. Uh, I just watched it recently, and I got a chance to work with him, and he was a gentleman. He was... And it was bigger than life really if you if you grew up like I did uh, in that era and, and I'm not from the Northeast, but I was a wrestling fan. I mean Bruno was one of the guys that was bigger than life and uh, it's odd I just recently watched a couple of his matches on the um, on the WWE network uh, and then I heard, understand he passed away today so he's uh, he was you know it was, uh, it was a different sport. Than it is now when yep. Bruno Sammartino
1: put on the pipes, man. Tony, we were we we're trying. I was struggling in our last segment because uh, you know we're we're both younger. I'm I'm 35. Uh, Aaron's just in his 30s. I, I, I don't I don't know that I can truly give context to what Bruno Sammartino did for professional wrestling, and I don't know that there's a comparable because I don't think that you can can truly compare him to anything given where the sport was and and what he was responsible for doing for professional wrestling
3: well that's a good point because he was in a time that was completely different than it is now it was a different type of business it's a television show now uh wrestling companies are television companies now and back then they were arena companies and of course you know they sold out madison square garden every every time they ran it he was big within the italian american community he was seen as the hero. There was nothing fancy about Bruno, right? No you know, no fancy music, no fancy lights. Just uh, walked to the ring with his tights on and, and gave you a good, good, solid match. And he was believable. And uh, it was he was not a gimmick. I mean, Bruno San Martino was really Bruno San Martino. So, uh, it's, gosh, the business has changed so much since his days. And it's hard to really... Uh, you know, put a finger on that, how big he was in that sport. But, I mean, this just sounds trite, guys, but he was really the Hulk Hogan of his day or the Ric Flair of his day, too. Mm-hmm.
2: It, it's, it's amazing to think that, you know, he had the the eight-year-long title reign and then people were still desperate for it to go on longer. And now if there's a title reign more than six months, we start getting, as wrestling fans, <laughs> antsy and looking for the next thing. It, it is just amazing to see how much just everything has changed since then.
3: Yeah, and you know what? Uh, if you think about it, it may not be a bad idea if they would just let someone keep the title for a little while, and really make it mean something. And uh, you know, make it. Uh, you know, I always feel that in any sport that when you've got a when you've got a guy or a team that is dominant, that is good for the sport. That's because everybody wants to see that person or team fall off. And uh, I. I wouldn't mind seeing a, a champion hold on to his or his or her belt for quite a while now. But, you know, it's, again, I'm comparing apples oranges here. It's, uh, again, it's a TV sport and not an arena sport like it once was. Yeah,
1: no doubt about that. All right, he is Tony Schiavone. And as we mentioned, MLW is coming to be in sports starting on Friday night. Tony, for people that that say, "Man, I've heard of MLW. I remember MLW being a thing in the past. I don't and now. I know there's a bunch of podcasts with MLB, MLW, but I don't know. I don't know what MLW is as a wrestling promotion. What do they need to know? Um, what should they be expecting on Friday nights?
3: Well, let me tell you a couple of things behind the scenes. MLW uh, is run by Court Bauer, who worked for uh, for the WWE and created for a while, and uh, he has uh, what I think. Uh, surrounding himself with some great people behind the scenes See, I always thought it was very important for wrestling I, I think the reason Vince McMahon ran away from everybody else Was because he put a lot of effort and time into production When back in the day when I was with the Crockets And production was kind of secondary It was They put their time, their effort, and their money into wrestling talent uh, So Court has done this uh he has dan bitum as his director and dan worked in wcw for many years nelson Swegler, who is his director of production who was uh vince mcmahon's right hand man for many many years bruce pritchard works behind the scenes as a producer and of course bruce is well known Mm -hmm. in wrestling and in podcasting uh he brought me in he's got rich Bocchini. he's got some people in place that have a great amount of wrestling knowledge and uh so that's the company, and we had been recording shows to air on their website MLW.TV, since October, and they just struck out a deal with VN uh, Sports recently to put their show on television. And uh, I just think he's he's thought about it the right way. He's put uh, some good people in good spots, and you know we record this at a uh, at a nightclub called The Guild in Orlando. And because of the people he's got in place, it looks good. It really does. It's nothing like the big arena shows that Vince puts on, but it's a good-looking television product. And I think that's very important that you have something that looks good, that doesn't look shabby, that doesn't look small-time, and he's done a good job of putting people in place to make it look and hopefully sound that way.
2: You know, this is your first time getting back behind the mic for for a wrestling show since uh, WCW, uh, you know, was bought out in two thousand one. Was was right. that one of the primary reasons, or what were, was the reason that this, you felt this was the right time and this was the right company?
3: Well, you know what, uh, I really didn't feel that way at the beginning. Uh, court asked me to that they were doing a show in Orlando in October, and would I consider doing the commentary for him and and you know, to be honest with you, I didn't want to do it. I, I had walked away from the business, but Court, uh, uh, Major League Wrestling, which you know has a website and has all of these different podcasts, uh, he gave me. He and Conrad Thompson together gave me a start uh, with my podcast, and I thought, okay, Court, uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. do it, and uh, just to say thanks uh, for what you've done for me, and then I got into it. And I got, got, and I realized that you know there's some great kids who are trying to get ahead, trying to make a name for themselves, trying to become, move on up in the sport. And if I can lend my voice to that, to make to help them enhance their career, then why not give it a shot? Uh, And I got to know some of the kids behind the scenes. I'm talking about the wrestlers now, and uh, they all, you know, I have a great respect for what. I did what we did back then, and I just thought, you know, if I can help them out, I'm going to try to help them out, and and I'm really into it. I'm I'm really into calling the matches for these young guys and gals that uh, who are trying their best to make a name for themselves in the business.
1: See, so this is fascinating to me, Tony. Do you deal with like when you go introduce yourself to one of these guys? Do, do they do they know who you are? Like, is, does it matter to them, or is it sort of like, yeah, you might. You might know me. I've, I've kind of been around for a little while. It's kind of a big deal in this business. Do you deal with any of that?
3: No, they all know me. They okay. Really do. Uh, <laughs> I, I, anybody who is in wrestling uh, has a great deal of uh, respect for, I don't know, or a, a great deal of, uh, they're just, you know, nostalgia is big right now. You guys yep. both being in your 30s know that. Yep. And mm-hmm. so for those guys, they I mean, they all watch the network. they I mean, that was, there was a guy named uh, – There's a guy that wrestled for us one time, and this is – I don't think this is going to be on any of our television shows, but it was – we taped one. It's a wrestler named Joey Ryan. Yep. And uh, Joey's gimmick is, you know, kind of a quote-unquote porn star sleazy gimmick. It's phenomenal. Yeah, and he came up to me. He said, uh, now one of – Tony Schiavone's called one of his matches. So that's one thing he can click off his bucket list.
1: That's cool. Which kind that's of, awesome. Which kind
3: of, you know, it kind of blew me away really, to be honest with you. Cause I, I didn't really think I knew that wrestling had an impact on kids and fans back then, but I didn't think that as announcers we did. I always thought that we just enhanced the product, but apparently we did. And so it means a lot. And yeah, and everybody knows who I am and, uh, and, of course, you know, stroking the ego makes you feel good. <laughs> and, 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 I, and, look, I compare it to at the end of WCW when every time we went to do a show, it was, it was terrible. Uh, it was a terrible place to work. And now we go and we do an MLW show, and everybody's happy. Everybody's in a good mood. Everybody wants to work. There's no uh, backstabbing. There's no conniving. And everybody wants to have a good product. And it's refreshing. And so that's one of the reasons that I'm sticking with it as well.
2: You know, what's that locker room dynamic? You talked about how how nice it is, but, you know, you have guys like MVP on one hand. Then you got, you know, guys who are, you know, on their way up, like almost at the top, like Shane Strickland. You have guys who are starting to get there, like uh, MJF. You you have a really wide variety of talent. And what's it like to uh, work with all those guys? And What's the locker room like? Uh,
3: The locker room is is great. They're absolutely great. Uh, The kids will do anything at all. You know MVP kind of works behind the scenes too and helping set up matches. Lowkey's another guy. Jimmy Havoc's another guy. These guys have, have you know have been around a little bit, uh, and uh, they uh, the kids that they work with uh, will do whatever they ask. Uh, you know, back in the day when you know a wrestler didn't like what he was presented, uh, sometimes he would, as you guys know, uh, he would uh, you know scoff at doing it or or balk and then it would actually change the show around. Uh, I've never I've never seen a rewrite in any of these shows. The shows and the finishes that they have uh, they send me earlier in the week when we get ready to do a taping are exactly what happens on TV and I can remember back in the WCW days that we w- we would have a meeting like at one o'clock in the afternoon and by four o'clock it was a rewrite because this wrestler didn't want to do this and this wrestler didn't want to do do this. All these guys will do whatever it takes to get ahead and get their name out there, and that's refreshing.
1: That's really cool. I mean, it's really cool. Tony, I wanted to ask you something broad just about the nature. We, we, we're admitting this is a golden era for professional wrestling fans. There are right. so many options. There, there's so much access between all of the TV shows and all the things you can watch online and, and, and YouTube and the WWE Network. I mean, there's just so much that we've never had before, it's truly a golden era. What are, what are we getting right right now? And I mean this broadly, not just the WWE, but even independent promotions, smaller promotions like MLW. What is everybody getting right right now, and what are we getting wrong right now as a business? What are we not doing the right way, or, or who's doing it right and who's doing it wrong, I guess?
3: Well, that's, that's really tough for me to say because uh, I have not watched, uh, I've watched, not, uh, not watched uh, TNA, I've not watched Ring of Honor. I do watch some of the Vince products. Uh, one thing that I think that 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 they had done wrong in the WWE is that uh, it seems like no one needs anything anymore.
4: Hmm.
3: In other words, no one stands out. The only thing standing out to me in the, in the WWE right now is Ronda Rousey. Hmm. Uh, but, I mean, they're just... It just seems like you just have the same guys wrestle all the time and all the time. It's funny. I was speaking to Vince Russo one day. And he was. We were talking about the, the back in you know, uh, back in the '90s when we had WCW Monday Nitro, and he said, "Yeah, you'll remember where you were when Luger beat Hulk Hogan to become the world champion, but you don't remember who wrestled on on Raw last night." I, I just there's just there's not moments to me that stand out. Everything is just kind of even though the production value is wonderful. And even though they got guys who are like AJ Styles who can really, really work and and uh, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, those guys can really go get it, it's just it, you're, you're seeing everybody on – every combination on TV, you've seen it over and over and over and over again to the point to where I don't know if it means as much as it, it used to. You know, it used to be when you would go see two guys wrestle, and again, I'm comparing Apple, apples to oranges, you used to see like – Hulk Hogan wrestle somebody you wanted to see that match now if you watch pay-per-view and I know everything is on the network now but if you watch a pay-per-view well you've seen them wrestle before or you've seen that matchup before so uh I think that's I think that's one thing that's wrong now but I think one thing that's great about what if you consider this the golden era of wrestling is that because of the internet and because of a million cable TV or a million stations and because of YouTube, guys who are in the independents and girls who are in the independents get more the more exposure than they've ever gotten. And you know, when I see, uh, you know, I see somebody come in from uh, that had been a Ring of Honor, you know, I I think, you know, yeah, I've heard of that guy. Or and back then, before the internet explosion, independent wrestlers were just kind of hidden. And it's not like that anymore. There's so much wrestling out there. Uh, and there's so much good wrestling out there that, thanks to social media and the internet, it's getting a lot of exposure now. And uh, and I also think that TV stations realize that, uh, you know, wrestling's still pretty cool. At least I think it is.
1: <laughs> I'm arguing with you. Yeah, not gonna hear yeah. that from me. I know that much. I'm arguing right. with it all. Is, right. is, is there, you know, when you talk about moments. It, I worry that maybe sometimes there's an attempt to manufacture moments and there's an attempt to, to, to create sort of a wow factor and, and that kind of – and I'm thinking this broadly. is Is that necessary? This is professional wrestling we're talking about. This is sort of theater of the absurd at times. Like do you have to sometimes force something that – Maybe the Internet is going to say, oh, God, they really did that. But, like, you're going to remember – I mean, we remember silly things. We remember over-the-top, nonsensical things that have happened in the past in every aspect of professional wrestling.
3: Well, I think they, I think the difference is now uh, the curtain has been drawn back and uh, more people are in on what's going on than there used to be. There used to be – God, I sound like an old guy here. I guess I am. But there used to be, uh, back in the day – there used to be that one hook in a match uh and the one hook was um, you'd go to a in a, a an arena and see a show or go watch a television show and you'd say you know that that was terrible that was terrible I didn't like that, but that was real uh i i just i don't think they had that hook anymore and uh and i and I think sometimes uh it needs to again it needs to create itself uh, I, I know that there's a lot of people having uh, Roman Reigns forced down their throat and he gets booed a lot and I think it's unfortunate because I think the guy's a pretty good worker uh, and somebody so I, know, I was scratching my head the other day and I was asking a friend of mine so why do people boo Roman Reigns so much and they said because he, he doesn't cut good promos He doesn't talk like Dusty used to talk. He doesn't talk like Flair used to talk or even Hogan used to talk. And those guys back then used to be able to get you behind them because what they said, their rapple's cool. Uh, That may be a lost art in today's Hmm. today's wrestling. Being able to talk may be a lost art. You know, one time they had Dusty, before he passed away, they had him down at the performance center, and he would work with guys on their interviews. Mm hmm Uh, And I just, that may be a lost art that, that's one of the things that, not making wrestling what it was.
2: You know, with, with having so much time since you were last calling wrestling, do you find yourself, like, what changes do you have to go through to, to call the new product? Or do you just kind of say, okay, I'm a broadcaster, I'm going to call this. And, you know, even though there's been so many changes, it's all the same.
3: No, there's nothing the same about it. I, uh, I think you'll realize on the first show on Monday there'll be probably be a lot of people say, "Man, Shani doesn't know any of the holes. <laughs> uh, but because they got new they got new names now. We know what a suplex is, we know what a spinebuster is, but you know there's some. I mean, like for instance, especially with the luchadors that we have, uh, like Pentagon and Ray Phoenix, they come up with these crazy things that I've never seen before. I don't know what to call them. As a matter of fact, I've been there's a there's somebody on Twitter, and I don't know who he is. Somebody on Twitter has done a heck of a job of putting little videos of wrestlers' uh, moves and then naming those moves. So I've been going through there trying to, you know, trying to learn the names of these moves because it's it's more of uh, it's more of a high spot sport than it used to be. It really is. I mean, it used to be the old school thing was was just to snatch a headlock and you know grind a guy down at the mat or a uh, top wrist lock or an arm bar or something. And now, I mean, they're flip-flopping and flying from turnbuckle to turnbuckle. And I realized that, boy, the sport has picked up speed here, and I, I need to pick up speed with it. Uh, you know,
1: is does anything about your style change? Or is that still, this is who I am, I'm Tony Schiavone, this is how I call everything?
3: Well, I've I, I'm, I'm never felt that way about what I am. I never felt... I'm Tony Shimani, is how I call it. I've always felt that I'm gonna to try to make it sound exciting. Yeah. And if I can if I can learn something in the sport, if I can get better at doing this, then I'm gonna try uh, my best to, to get better at it. But I, I do think that my excitement is still there. Uh, and uh, I'm not sure my sure my voice is what it used to be. <laughs> I mean I listen to I listen to some of the old Nitro stuff. And I'm thinking, holy! How in the world did I scream like that for three hours? And uh, so we, you know, we, and we do a we do a month's worth of taping, and uh, we did uh, a taping, I guess, a couple of weeks ago, and we did like three hours. And I I remember thinking, thank God, there's not a thunder to do tomorrow night. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have anything left. But I remember I used to. We used to do pay-per-views, you know, once a month on a, on a Sunday. Then we'd do Nitro the next night and Thunder the next night. And by, by Wednesday, I was spent. <laughs> and now, you know, here we are uh, years later. There's, uh, 17 years later, there's no way that I could keep up with it. But the sport has evolved. The sport is getting faster. It's changing. And, you know, I want to, uh, to change with it. I want to try to change with it. I just recently on my podcast, Watched an ECW event, uh, and uh, we we did Conrad and I on what happened when did the podcast, and we uh, watched because that's what we do we watch an event and we invite uh, we invite people listening to our podcast to watch along with us, and it's kind of like a mystery science theater three thousand for wrestling, so I watched Barely Legal my first ever first ever ECW event I ever watched oh wow and and I remember and I said after this I said you know what ECW now has had more influence on wrestling than anybody else. Really, if you take a look at what's out there now, ECW has kind of stood the test of time more than a Ric Flair and a Ricky Steamboat match. Uh, Because Ricky Flair and Ricky Steamboat used to have these great matches, but you don't see those anymore. But a lot of the things that happened in ECW you see now with hardcore stuff and guys going through tables and guys using chairs and guys doing acrobatic stuff, uh, you see a lot of that now. So I think ECW was really a, kind of a forerunner to what's happening today.
1: It's hard to argue that. It's hard to argue. There's no doubt. All right, he's uh, Tony Schiavone. And again, I'm going to make this clear. MLW Fusion is Friday night, 8 o'clock on in Sport. Uh, the podcast, as you mentioned, What Happened When, available at MLWradio.com. Tony, what else can we plug for you, man? Uh, social media, anything else that, that that we can throw in there for you? Uh,
3: Tony Shavani twenty four is my Twitter handle, uh, and uh, my fa- I, I, um, Facebook is whw Monday, uh, and uh, also uh, we do have a T shirt store lowestrules.com, dot com, which has uh, sold uh, a lot of T shirts. I was, if you go back and you watch WrestleMania. Uh, one of our listeners had a lowest rule sign up the entire night of WrestleMania. That's cool. We like rose back that's and great. it just, just absolutely blew me away. So uh, that, uh, and of course, you know, we're on, we are, we uh, post our stuff on our YouTube channel as well. Uh, you know, guys, uh, it's the busiest time I've ever had, busier I've ever been in my life. I'm doing all kinds of stuff in Atlanta and I'm trying to work wrestling into it. I've never been as busy in my life. And, I've never really enjoyed the sport as much as I'm enjoying it right That's now. That's
4: cool. That's so,
3: great. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about – I don't know how long MLW is going to last. I can't – I don't have a crystal ball to say, oh, my God, we're going to be for, be around forever. But I just do know that they got the right people in the place to make it work, and hopefully uh, the market will, will have a place for uh, Major League Wrestling.
1: That's awesome. That's, That's
3: great. Awesome. And
2: is Friday going to be the greatest night in the history of our sport?
3: No. The greatest night. See, I, I claim this. I say this all the time. The greatest night in the history of our sport was the last Nitro that, uh, before Vince took over. The night that Vince took over. Because uh, he relieved my pain. <laughs> that night. I love that. He got me out of the wrestling business. Lois told me, she said, you got your chance now. You weren't going to leave the wrestling business because the benefits were too good and the money was too good, and now you're forced to leave it. So now get out. So that's the greatest night that's, ever. That's cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, Tony, enjoy Jose Batista here in the next couple of weeks. How
3: about that? <laughs> yeah, Joey Batista, play- I hope you took playing third base for the Gwinnett Stripers soon. Uh, we're the Braves AAA team, and uh, uh, Ronald Acuna got another hit today. Uh, he got a home run yesterday, so all the Braves fans are saying, Call him, yeah, up, right. call him up, He looks call like he's pretty up. good. Got to
2: do it instantly. He looks pretty good, That's man. That's right. Hey Tony, yeah,
3: Joey Bat, he had what twenty three home runs last year, but uh, I, I look forward uh, for him uh, trying out his hand at third base.
1: No doubt, Tony. Thank you so much for taking the time for us, man. This was a lot of fun. All
3: right, man. Call me anytime. Good talking to both of you.
1: Very cool. Thanks, Tony Shivani, for joining us on Jobbing out. Appreciate him doing that. Uh, some stuff that we haven't had a chance to get to that I want to get to. I can't believe before we get to our, our quick count. How do we get through that first segment? It's because I got sort of railed by AJ's goddamn sleep thing. Um, the best moment of the week, of course, belonged to R-Truth. And we needed oh, to give I, it a little I, bit I more. Mean, I, I brought it up. We referenced it, but yeah. I think we need to give it a little more, more love. He's perfect. The only mistake was that he wasn't on NXT. <laughs> like, yeah, I.
2: that's the thing. I, when he did, I was like... He needs to show up on absolutely. Pay off the LC tomorrow.
1: Absolutely, show 100%. up 100. percent Do a run in, look around, and say I, I'm not supposed to. You know, something. That's the only bummer about the whole thing. But our truth is amazing, and God bless him. Um, uh, real quick, we referenced the uh, the Miz. Did you see that they're going to do Miz Daniel Bryan on some house shows in the UK? That's not. I mean, house I know. Shows it's, or I'm whatever. fine with that. Yeah, I just yeah. want to make sure these.
2: Yeah, I, I did see that. Again, I'm as long as on TV, they keep them away from each other till SummerSlam. Right. I'm okay if they blow this off at god knows what pay-per-view or not blow it off but even have a match before then that's so stupid it's so incredibly stupid
1: agreed all right um three stories we haven't had a chance to get to yet that we need to one involves somebody getting their name back
2: oh yeah apollo uh is is no longer apollo he's he's apollo cruz again um (laughs) good
1: this it it was dumb when it was dumb to begin with it's dumb now like the whole thing was dumb i was just but i yes as we said then because i searched apollo on Google, and said, How many times is it going to take for me to get to Apollo Cruz? You know, this guy, if I search right. Apollo and it took, you know, 80 pages or something right. like that for me to get to just a, the wrestler Apollo. So that the, was a the, mistake. the
2: rationale was stupid in yes, the first place. It was place. Dumb,
1: dumb, 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 dumb. But uh, fine, it's, it's over now. Now, the real question is, do they ever have anything for Apollo <laughs> or Apollo Crews? Do they ever have anything that.
2: I mean, they, they need a tag team. They do need a tag team.
1: That is a good point about that. And they, you know, they brought him out for a, a big spot on Raw. Hopefully right. there's something that comes from that. Um, so there's that. Numero Dos is somebody who is apparently interested in getting involved in the WWE world, but not as a performer. No. Uh, Daniel Cormier, perhaps you've heard of him. I, I've heard the name. Light heavyweight champion of the world in the UFC. Never beat John Jones, but, you know. John Jones
2: did John Jones. Uh, correct. John Jones beat John Jones.
1: Um, He apparently is interested in coming to the WWE as a broadcaster. The quote, this is from uh, uh, Cage Side Seats, which is SB Nation's pro wrestling site. And I think this is in partnership with their UFC site. Says, I would, uh, this is the quote, I would do, he was talking about it at a media luncheon the UFC was doing. I would do something like that. But having to wrestle a match, that's crazy at this point to learn to have to wrestle. That would be crazy, man. But I would like to get to commentate some matches. I think that would be fun for me. Look, Daniel Cormier has been, a tr- one, a tremendous soldier for the UFC, and two, he's been a great personality. He's hosted yes. many of their shows. Um, he's done a lot of silly he, he's things. He's someone that
2: you recognize outside of the ring because, you know, he does. He has a personality unlike a lot of the UFC guys.
1: I think it would be an interesting. Like I, I would, I would really like this.
2: Sure, I have no problem with it. I mean, I, I don't know about a regular color commentator. It Depends on how he would do. I don't right. know how. I he mean, would he
1: do. would. And, and is he okay with understanding script and understanding? Right. You know, it's not just you describing what you're seeing; it's you telling the story, a, that, telling
2: a story and being a character at correct. the same time. It's it's tr- it's not for everybody. But We've I, seen that. I think it would be intriguing.
1: Sure. Um, for the WWE to explore that possibility as. I'm assuming, I I still think, there's going to ultimately be some relationship between the WWE and the UFC involving Brock Lesnar moving forward. I think these two companies are going to continue to try to work together. We saw Dana White show up for WrestleMania. I don't think that these two companies are going to fight with each other. Although, there is the fact that there's a thought that they're both going after some of the same broadcasting money right now. And so, that could create some awkwardness. But... If if it helps the UFC to get a little bit more Brock Lesnar and the WWE wants to be happy, could the UFC say, hey, we could share this guy with you? I, I'm intrigued by the idea of Daniel Cormier working in a broadcast capacity. Sure. I, I have
2: no problem with him showing up on Raw, you know, a, a Raw in Vegas or something like that. I don't know. I'd be,
1: I'd be intrigued by him doing it for— Well,
2: but, but seeing how he does at that Oh, Raw, okay. I mean, you know, WWE has no problem with putting— these guys on on commentary on uh, Pat McAfee, right? Was, Pat McAfee, you know, the did, former did, punter, who's now doing
1: Barstool Sports,
2: right? He did the the panels over the weekend. Sean Merriman, they tried to bring in at one mm-hmm. point, try out for well, that. Yeah, they were
1: trying to have him be a wrestler, though.
2: Right. Well, but it was originally going. He was going to be. He's going to go the Mongo route. Right. He was going to be the commentator, and then after right. he gets under that belt, he slide. Right. They into had wrestling. a
1: vision for him as a professional wrestler. Yes.
2: Um, yeah, so I got no problem with uh, having him try out for it, figure out exactly what he can, what he can't do, and if it's good, then awesome. I'd like. I gotta
1: to see... be honest with you. I I kind of wish they would not have Corey Graves on both shows. Yeah, it's a little awkward when like. Well, when you do when you have bits bit, like this week where it's like the tribal bits. And yeah, venues. it's yeah. a little uncomfortable. It's a little, you know, like I just don't think it's in a. I think ideally you have two separate broadcast teams.
2: Correct. Um, now granted I understand why they want As much Corey Graves Yeah as Corey possible, Graves is great I agree he's, awesome. he's
1: great He's great But I just don't know That it's the best I think there's other things You can do with Corey Graves Besides just having him On both shows You know what I mean Like I think you can use him In other ways that, Right and, and I just don't I don't like having the same guy On both shows um, And then finally this week We're also <sighs> very sad It's over It's over I'm so sorry Cena, Bella. Is no more. John Cena and Nikki Bella have apparently broken up. Now, love is dead. Now, in order for to believe that, you first have to believe they were actually ever together. Fair. You have to believe that they're actually human beings. And, and Nikki, not... I believe, is a human being. Well, maybe. Maybe she's a human being. Maybe. I don't know. You have to believe any of those things. And look, that's been the tricky part about the reaction to this from the internet is that like, this is what happens when you concoct this world for yourself. Is like you'll see the you'll see this you'll see the people that say, "Oh, really, they broke up, huh right And then you'll see the next people back saying, You know it's a dickish thing these are real human beings going through something real. Well no, they've concocted this world in which we don't know if they're real human right. beings or not. This is what they wanted. they wanted to be these larger than life personas to the point where we don't know what's real and what isn't real. They wanted to be able to manipulate this to the point where they could benefit from it so i don't i I don't feel bad about my skepticism about anything that involves John Cena and Nikki Bella. I don't know. I have no idea. I feel nothing towards them as people. To me, I feel something about John Cena as a professional wrestler, and I think he's a good worker. I think that John Cena the person is a good worker as a professional wrestler. I think he's trying to create a persona for himself in Hollywood, and I think that he's got to be careful here. Um at some point, he's kind of like part of what he's created for himself as an actor and in, in the entertainment world, is kind of by being a professional good guy, right? Right, like the guy that they want you to believe that he is Is a wrestler. He's sort of created this. I'll go do anything, and I'm happy to be here, and I'm John Cena. I'm,
2: I'm on Nickelodeon, and I right? Want, yes.
1: And some of the good guy thing gets rubbed off if people are not—they don't believe in you. That they, they—they believe it's—they think that you're fake, and that's already enough of a fine line for a guy that's been a professional wrestler. That now creating sort of this other reality show world, it's it's tough. Um, you know, if all of this, if everything that we've seen from them is genuine, which again, I, I can't believe I'm saying those words. Like God damn, stop! I'm gonna not gonna I'm not gonna finish that sentence.
2: Look, I, I think the relationship was genuine. I don't know, man. I, I mean, the, the relationship was a relationship.
1: I'm not saying for... that there isn't some world in which they had a relationship. I don't know how much of what we saw was.
2: Oh no, no. Anything on TV? I don't. You know. I... It's questionable how much of that Dude, was Dude, he real. proposed to her at right, a right, professional wrestling, wrestling yes. ring, and
1: they acted like that was a real thing.
2: Yes. No, that was stupid. Come, Come on, man. No, no, of course not. I'm just talking Come about on. the, you know, people who are saying that the whole thing, the whole relationship no, was... I,
1: but I don't I don't know to the extent. I don't know. I don't know enough about other people to be able to speak for them. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know how much of it was real and how much of it I mean, j- just was. the
2: fact that it occurred without any of the television for a while.
1: Well, you don't... Again, do you know that? I,
2: I mean, they they were together for six years, and they weren't on TV together for those six years. They
1: were together. I don't know what that means. Fair. I, I, if
2: you take the the idea that they were together for six years at face value, which, okay, it, that's fair. Fair to put skepticism on anything.
1: I guess the other question I have is, are are the Bellas so set that they they really are just done, like, that they're not going to wrestle it again? You know what I mean? Like, I thought after the Rumble we would see them again in the next six months. I I just...
2: I mean, I, I think it's just it's Breeze being a mom. Nikki still got the injuries, and I, I don't think they're gone, gone. Okay, but I don't think I think they're gone as regulars. Okay, all
1: right. I mean, I I, I thought that we would see them again at some point because I thought that their brand still needed them to be wrestling in order for it to be. I didn't think they were such stars that they were above. You know, like Stacy Keebler's flame. Fl- you know, blew out at some point. You right. know, or burnt out at some point. Like
2: I, I mean, I think they're more relevant than Stacy Keebler. But, okay. okay, But, you know, I mean, I don't think they're, you know, I don't think a decade from now we're going to be talking about Total Bellas as a thing. Well, I didn't but,
1: mean, they're like, whatever their brand is. Right. Like, I think their brand kind of needs them to be active, to be doing something. Can they just live on being on social media? Can they just live off of... You know. I mean,
2: E seems to like them as you know, as being personalities on E. Okay. I think they can live like okay. whether or not that total Bellas is still a thing. Just the being an E, you know, being on the red carpet, being on you know okay. various things. I think they can for a good long while. Okay. Plus, you know, I'm not sure about Nikki, but obviously, Brie has Daniel Bryan to. Well,
1: help I mean, support. sure, but I, again, how much is how much does that help her brand? That her ba- Bryan... No, no,
2: no. I mean, I'm just. Brie, I, I think Brie and Nikki are two. I'm almost. not talking about
1: a financial thing. I think they're fine financially. I'm talking about brand. Brand wise, wise. is your brand strong enough? Are are you?
2: I think right now, yes. Okay. I, I think you know. If we're talking ten years from now, who knows? Very. Right, but I, I think that they are relevant enough on you e that they can. Um. It's kind of funny to look back on WrestleMania 33 right now. The the two things coming out of it, the two big moments, Undertaker retiring oh, and right, the proposal. Yeah. And both of those things are dead, all because of John Cena. Yeah, but again,
1: I did not believe in the proposal ever. I never believed in that first. It a was
2: second. the WrestleMania
1: moment. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, it was WrestleMania 33. You know? I hear you. I hear you. All right. Um. Uh, very good. Let's uh, let's wrap up. Let's get some plugs in. Aaron, you're on Twitter at the A O The show's on Twitter
2: at Dropping Out Show
1: and the email
2: Dropping Out Show at gmail.com. Baltimore
1: Sun, Rolling Stone.
2: Uh, got a Bruno piece going up. Got a piece. And I kind of was joking around before about the kayfabe of the uh, superstar shakeup. I kind of went a little bit more into depth with that. I kind okay. Of, and part partially, kind of laughing at the ridiculousness of Kurt Angle and just how you know in kayfabe how pathetic you know inept he was at right. this and also just kind of looking at okay should we really be doing this as trades or if they should they go back to making it completely random because then it takes out the question of why the hell are people going you know in kayfabe why who's going where and whether it was a mistake to try to make this trades as opposed okay. to literally All right. i mean I like remember it. like I last like decade it. they pulled they literally pulled it out of a tumbler yeah
1: i know i hear you right? yeah i
2: hear you and that, that would erase any of those questions about. Okay, so what the hell happened here with these trades? All right,
1: very good. Um, I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is the website. Thanks again to Tony Shavani, uh, AJ uh, for AJ for Aaron. I am Glenn. This is Ben. Jobbing out. I'm back. Jobbing out.